I'm training somebody. Like if it's a student here, giving them a private lesson, working whatever they want to work on. Yeah. Brian wanted to work on head movement. Next week is going to be um, Lily. She wanted to work on her kicks. So Brian, we spent a good, what, hour working on his head movement? Yeah. And then we sat down and we talked. And Just about life. It's called Taz Knows. I'm dyslexic. Asking them questions. That's your questions about what? Whatever the fuck they want to know. Why the fuck would we want to do this? What are you? I did ask you questions. This is your payback. Well, no, because this is coming out before. Why talking about what the reason why you started the podcast? We're here. We're fucking listen. Right? <laughs> 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 Not for real, why did you start the podcast? <laughs> Because this asshole right here wouldn't. Wouldn't what? We talked about this years ago, doing a podcast. You were gonna smoke weed, I was gonna drink whiskey. That takes a lot of time. Is this recording? No, not yet. That's okay. And I was just. Where the fuck's the weed? Go get the whiskey. <laughs> we'll take this right now. We have some whiskey. I talk about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm drinking my protein shake. Add whiskey in there. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. I've already drank half of it. You still drink. And we got some kilos. Your asshole is a little bit tight. See? I didn't, I didn't want to sit up higher. Because he's fucking. I haven't had a fart in three years. <laughs> You guys can do the tequila and the whiskey. I, I got my shake. Yeah. I don't got my weed whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Do you have it? Is it over there? Is it over there? You still haven't answered my fucking question. What's your fucking question? Why did you start the podcast? What was your intention? Because you told me to. <laughs> Duh. Yes. You said Taz, you should start a podcast, and I was like, no. Why? It was your job. Because you have a different mindset. Do you I can see things for what they are? All right, I can see you. Being annoying. Why are you I can see Lily. I can see Lily, who just lost my scissors, and her accomplice over here, Ralph, who had a big hand in losing my scissors. So is that the mindset that I can see? 
No, it, no, it does have a theme. I'm, you know, since my best friend of seven years over here hasn't even fucking subscribed to my YouTube. And if you're trying to get me to subscribe, this isn't the way. Your phone's right there. Your phone's right there. If your podcast doesn't interest me, then I don't have a reason to subscribe to your shit. Your phone's right there. It's called Taz Knows. I'm dyslexic. How do you spell Taz? T A Z Z N O S E. See, he didn't fucking catch it. He didn't catch it. I'm training people. Well, this this is this was the dilemma that we found. We cannot put uh, a a video of me training people does not make sense on Spotify or Anchor because you can't see anything. So what we did, what the goal is, right? We saw that a little bit once we started the whole process. I'm training somebody. Like if it's a student here, giving them a private lesson, working whatever they want to work on. Yeah. Brian wanted to work on head movement. Next week is going to be um, Lily. She wanted to work on her kicks. So Brian, we spent a good, what, hour working on his head movement? Yeah. And then we sat down and we talked. Head just about life. Head movement and footwork. And then we sat down, we just talked. I asked him, the biggest thing is, for us specifically, how to make, or not necessarily how to make, but what happened that made MMA go from something that they just wanted to try or a hobby into a lifestyle. And then just talk about life and how this kind of fits into life, if it, if it is just a hobby still, or if they've kind of made it into a priority where this is something that they want to do and how they've applied the things that they've learned in martial arts into the real world, into their everyday life. And so that, that's what we're doing with my students. And then um, when Dan Severn comes in August 7th, uh, I'm gonna talk to him too. I don't think we're gonna do any training in that, unless he lets us like record some of the stuff that he's gonna do. But then it's just gonna be an hour. I mean, I have an hour's worth of questions and he has three hours worth of stories, I think, to tell. So I think we'll... When he gets going, he gets going. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, you know, and there's so many questions about his mindset that got him through starting and then got him to have over 120 professional fights and even to the stuff that he's doing now because he's traveling everywhere and just teaching this stuff. So. Is he trying to get into the mind of a fighter? Him? Not necessarily the mind of a fighter, though. Him or me? What MMA means to you know your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find out what, like, when I would yeah not specifically with just MMA is good I mean it's gonna be the majority because that's what I know but I want to talk to like business owners entrepreneurs wrestlers anybody that's kind of turned something that has a physical um, benefit into a lifestyle you know so working out MMA football professional wrestling whatever So, you don't have to be married to one idea, obviously. You can no. start and you can talk different events. Mm -hmm. Just let it develop organically, whatever that like, you feel comfortable talking with. And you feel not necessarily knowledgeable, comfortable with yeah. yourself. You know, because obviously I've never been a professional wrestler, but I've been watching it for 20 years. You know, so. And getting to know some of the wrestlers that we've met over the past year and stuff, a lot of them are good guys and they're just regular people trying to 
the same way when we all started trying to just find a way to balance a life and I just want to go train they're, they're doing the same thing they're just trying to balance life and trying to find time to go to go work out and wrestle and then obviously looking for for shows in the area that they can afford to go to and, and hone their craft the same way we do the same way business owners have their jobs and then they have their side hustle that they're trying to build up on the side and until they get there we're all going through the same things just different roads but we're all trying to get to the same destination and just just to be happy with what we do what do you talk about with that kid Brian? it's a good question ralph we worked head movement and footwork and then he was talking about how he used to be heavy he used to be a heavy guy and then he kind of got on this fitness journey um i think at the beginning of the year last year um and then he didn't want to just be a guy that was in shape he wanted to do something you know so he kind of thought about he wanted to do boxing and then he found us and then we talked about it was it was very similar to, to Leo because when I when Brian first came in, you know, he kind of came in, you know, the typical guy that just asks a ton of questions but wouldn't commit to like, yeah, I'm going to come back and try it. So, well, I'm not sure. What, how do you guys view this? Or what do you guys think about this? Or how do you guys do this? And he stayed, I think, like 30 minutes or an hour after class. He got here at the beginning of class to watch the class, ask questions during the class, and then he stayed like another 30 minutes or an hour after the class was over asking questions and I was convinced he was never going to come back you know and then he came back and he signed up he surprised the hell out of me I seen him on boxing and he didn't look that good but he was throwing hands mm-hmm. dude doesn't back up and, and it's right now it's finding that balance because you know we all started uh, a lot better it's just uh, what I've noticed with him and I think that's what gets most of us is confidence like we know what we're doing and we know that there's certain things even he's just he's barely a year in you know so he, he knows a thing or two at least from the basics but now it's just having that confidence to apply it as opposed to just hitting the pads with it you know because the pads don't hit back I noticed that in the video that you posted like when you guys were training mm -hmm. at the beginning, you were showing him the, the proper footwork. And then once you started going live with him, he started getting punched, he got discouraged. Yeah. Yep. So like your podcast is trying to figure out the minds of these people in the sport needs, trying to use that information to help their training. And it, and it started with, with, with Nene because I noticed she, would, she wouldn't have to tell me that she had a bad day at work or at school or whatever for me to know it showed in her training and i'm starting to see that with with lily as well like they have an off day and then it translates into the training you too well mm -hmm. you too i remember like those days like we used to come in and you were like not on it mm -hmm. you know so this whole thing kind of started with with me being able to start to know my fighters a little bit deeper through their training because their training says a lot you're, they're, the way that someone trains tells me a lot and and i think we got a, with the footwork and stuff it was like the confidence and brian had confidence issues and stuff you know and a lot of the stuff that people struggle with in the sport somehow translate into the things that they struggle with in life i, I 
think Brian said that he had weight issues, right? Yeah. He went into like a fitness journey where he had to move like over 100 pounds or something. I don't know how many I don't think, I think he lost like 30 or oh. 30 pounds or something. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Brian was that big. <laughs> sounds, sounds good. It raises the credibility. <laughs> hey, he lost 100 pounds in three months. <laughs> Yeah, he was heavy, but he, I, I think it was like a, uh, somewhere between 30 and 50 pounds, I, I want to say that he lost. At the top of my head. The conversation, we, we showed it this week or last week, but we didn't actually talk until like a few, what was it, maybe a month ago. Because I, I think we kind of sat on it, edited it for a while, and then we waited for, for after your fights to kind of start, start posting everything. So that's why I'm having a hard time remembering things. And I get punched in the face. Or you could have just watched the video again. Well, I could have just watched the video, but I don't like the sound of my voice. So. <laughs> I don't like the sound of my voice. 50 oh. burpees, Lily, go. Huh? I said 50 burpees. Yeah, but I think <laughs> from, like, from the beginning where Brian, when Brian started MMA, and now, his confidence has gotten yeah. a lot better. No, the, the type of person that Brian is now versus when he started. Yeah. You know, the fact that he comes in, he stays, he has his whole stretching routine for after. He talks to everybody, he tries to help everybody. Now he's got his, his little cousin in here and he's helping him. And he's got his cousins, his, you know, spar with everybody and, and grapple with everybody and stuff. So. You know what he said when, when I asked him, why do you stretch so much? <laughs> you know why? He said because he didn't want to end up like you. <laughs> yeah, it's very valid. <laughs> he didn't say no. I don't want to end up like you. <laughs> Ralph and I come from an era that we came in. If we didn't, if we missed the warm-ups, we missed the warm-ups. We do five burpees, say that we're warm, if that, and and jump in. How's that body? How's your body now? How's your body feel, Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> Two minutes to sit down on the toilet, five minutes to stand back up. <laughs> you know? Oh, the, the, the generations are just different. And, and getting to see now that generation, Brian just turned 21. He was still 20 when we, when we talked to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... Not that I'm old, but I still got... I got 10 years on that, nine years on that guy. And that 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 was the other big thing with with I'm happy with who we have at the gym. You know, we have those that want to fight, but then we have those that just want to train, and they all come from different backgrounds. They all have like they either come from bad parents, good parents, no parents. They've come from school, no school, full-time job, part-time job, no job. We have every kind of background, we have every kind of body type, we have every kind of ethnicity. No matter what happens to you, if you want to make your life better, this is an option. Because it's physical, it's mental, it's emotional. We all have had those rough days. I think I've sat here with each of you on those rough days and we're like, man, this fucking sucks. And I was like, yeah, it does. And you guys have sat here with me 
and, and the days. You were there when, when I fought. You were at my fight. You were the only one at my fight. You know, so... Lily wasn't around the second time I was supposed to fight, right? You didn't see... You weren't there yet. When it was Ralph's fight. So you haven't seen me in any training camp. You kind of saw me in the second training camp. Yeah, kind of. Because you were just starting. You know, and that camp was working with Mark and Mac on Sunday mornings, and it was just every day feeling like, did like shit, couldn't do anything, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, but we've all been there. Obviously, you're happy with the people. <laughs> I like you so I'm serious, serious. right? Serious. <laughs> that is a podcast that I think it feels making you better when you talk about like all this stuff. It helps you grow and to be able to help other people. Um, yeah, the... Obviously, you're not doing this for like, straight, just entertainment. Really no. Like yeah. So you do this like, to try to get to entertain people. No, and that that was. Like it's forced, no? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. You're not forcing this. This is what you feel like. Th- that that was my biggest thing, and that that's why like. Talk freely and not feel like you're doing something for pay. Like, mm-hmm. This is what we're gonna do today, as opposed to get off my face, asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You so know. I noticed on shitty podcasts, you can tell when somebody's not being tender. Yeah, and that, that was my biggest thing is like I just want to have 20, conversations 20 with people. Somebody is not gonna get a genuine person. Three hours or something, like they nobody can hide who they are. Yeah. But you want to be the first three-hour podcast, Rob? <laughs> you know, that that's what that's what we talked about with this. It was just I I'm not I'm not the type of person that wants to entertain people, you know. But I, I was surprised with with the reaction that the students have already given with the first one coming out um there was a few people that texted me or told me in person you know that they really enjoyed it because they enjoyed that the conversation felt real nothing was forced it didn't feel like i had a list of questions and just went down a list of questions because i didn't with brian we started talking as soon as we were done training before we even started recording anything you know so it was just an organic conversation that we just happened to record and then we posted it you know, and, and that's that's been my thing with the podcast, the gym, helping Nene with her YouTube. I've told her we just got to be as real as possible because the biggest thing people tell us about the gym is they like the vibe, you know, the family environment. So it was like, there's only so much I can say in a 90 minute class that shows who we are with that and who I am specifically. A lot of people are are training here that don't know my background, don't know what I went through, don't know my philosophies on things. There's, I, I had one student that calls me Taz and I asked him, I was like, hey, what's my, what's my name? And he had no idea my name was Sean. <laughs> Lily thought my middle name was legit Taz. He's like, what was that guy supposed to do other than MMA with a name like Sean Taz Lau? Wrestling. Well, that was the first goal. And then I never made it to seven feet tall. 
are, you just couldn't fucking bounce off the courts and been really, 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 really athletic and agile. Have you seen me? Nah. How many of these podcasts have these guys done? <laughs> One has been posted, and then uh, we recorded Lilies. And, and that one comes out next next week. Man, you don't talk, you mumble, dude. I, I, I said I'm <laughs> fucking nervous. You want, you want the microphone, Lily? Thank you. No, 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 no. I'm good. Said, like, I'm trying to tell you I'm half deaf. It's not Boys Town anymore, Lily. Oh, they changed that shit. What, what is it? North Halstead now? I don't know if you seen it. They were offended because they weren't including the girls. Oh, that's my I didn't care. So how did your podcast look like when you got off the track? My podcast went well. Don't ask me if I remember that one. Don't ask me if I've watched it yet either. I don't know. It's just a level of comfort. Because he was telling me that the only reason why, well, not the only reason, but you didn't feel the flow in the beginning. Because, first of all, you don't like to talk to the camera. Yeah. You like to have a conversation with and just like you said right now, like you don't want to force it, right? So then him, he's like thinking, well, I want to have conversation with somebody in order for me to feel comfortable to talk in front of them. And this was, uh, I'm a counter striker in MMA. Yeah. And I'm a counter striker in conversation. I, I have the worst time starting conversations. Yeah. But once the conversation gets going, then it's like, all right, let, let's do this. You know, you throw something at me, I'm going to throw something back at you. And then you're going to throw something back at me. Mm-hmm. And we just keep going back and forth. You know, and, and we didn't know what to do with our hands. What do you do with my <laughs> You know, but, and that, like, even in myself, it's that whole idea that the way we train is going to say something about who we are as people. I'm a counter-striker, because, not because I wanted to have this fantastic timing, it's just I didn't want to close the distance, because I was, I was shy, I was scared to close that distance, and I'm sharing shy and scared to start conversations. So, one, but once you start talking, I'm not gonna stop. Once you hit me, I'm not gonna stop hitting you until I get tired. Ralph, you look all confused. No, revelation. No? <laughs> revelation. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying, I think he, he's... You commit to your punches. Oh, there you go. And then you back up a lot. How about Lily? How about Lily? Where do we start? Where do we start with Lily? Yeah. Well, she doesn't know how to grapple very well. I know. <laughs> what about Brian? Because we were talking about Brian. We were talking about Brian. A nice hand. A nice hand? Yeah. I have a hand. 
fucking lighter you're out there. I'm gonna give you a compliment. Brian's fighting style reminds me a lot about myself and I saw something yesterday. I saw he was going with someone, it looked like things got a little bit heated. And after the round, Brian walked off and he went into the cage by himself and I just heard him breathe. Like I didn't go check on him because I'm, I know what happened, you know? And there's, there's something, you know, cause he's, he's a quiet guy too, you know? He's a quiet guy, he, and, and you see it cause he, he does a lot of movement around and he doesn't necessarily, you know, engage in like these long ex exchanges in, in the standup when it looks like he's, he's gonna be the type of guy that's more comfortable grappling than striking. You know, which is another thing that reminds me of myself. But I saw as soon as he got heated, he and this is where him and I are different, because he was able to pull himself out, go by himself, breathe it out, and come back composed. Me, on the other hand, would get heated with one person and then keep that heat going for the rest of the rounds that I had. You know. And that's how I am out here. In the sense of like fighting or training them? Well, let's say you want, so you want a fighter. As a fighter, you want I, I think someone that can you know when to be aggressive. All-round great student and a good fight. Yeah, I, and that's what I was talking um, with so someone the other day. Down the question better, what mindset is going to take you further? Or, because that's not a straight right or wrong answer, what do you think will get you further? The aggressive one? The person that knows when to be aggressive. Not necessarily, no aggression, just time. Because you and I have both seen so many people that are just super aggressive all the time and get nothing done except gassing themselves out. But the person that you know can kind of pick their shots at the beginning, establish their range, get their timing down, and then show the aggression. And once the aggression is on, don't pull it back unless they need to for cardio reasons or they got caught with something. But that constant pressure, this is what we were talking about with um, all my students this week was the ability to apply pressure because everyone's kind of just reaching and they tap and they tap and they touch, but there's not a lot of pressure going in. Mac and I spent a good hour and a half with the guys yesterday grappling and trying to set up their takedowns to try to, once you get your hands on somebody, you might not be trying to take them down, but you're putting pressure on them. You're trying to force them to move. You're trying to get reactions out of them so you can see what tool that you have in your tool belt is going to be the best for that situation based on what that person gives you. You want to have an answer for everything that your opponent gives you. In my opinion, so anybody that can do that can make it far because you don't have to worry about game plans, you don't have to worry about strategies for a specific person, because especially in the amateur level, there's not a, and Nene's opponent was her first fight, we had no footage, you know? So it's not like we can, we can kind of assume based on the school that they're coming from, you, you get a few seconds at the beginning of the round to see what they're doing, but then to give our students, and that's why I'm very picky, and people come in that say they want to fight within a year of their first day of training, I was like, that's not gonna happen because you're not gonna have an answer for any scenario in just a year. You're not even gonna have that in two or three years, you know, but can't keep people waiting for that long either because there's a certain level of experience that you get just in the cage. And if you wait too long as well, I think you're gonna miss out on a lot of years of experience too.
but that's my that's what I've seen that's what I've heard that's you know the other coaches that I've talked to that's the things that I've strived for to try to make myself better is to have an answer for anything you know because at the beginning I had a wrestling background my I wasn't comfortable with my striking so I relied on my grappling but I got kicked in the face a lot because I didn't understand the kicking aspect part I didn't understand shooting in for a takedown with my hands low was going to leave me open for kicks because I didn't have to worry about that in wrestling you know so once I got kicked a few times then it's like all right the strikers don't have to sprawl to stop my takedown so now I got to get them thinking striking sometimes get their attention up high drop my level and then I can start working my wrestling again you know or use their over aggressiveness on their striking to lower my level and attack the legs for that takedown and use their entry kind of as my entry so I don't have to close that distance you know and it was just getting those answers and if someone beat me up in a round I wanted to know why you know and that's something I, I, I see it coming back but I would see you know some people some of the newer people they get beat up in a sparring round and just deal with it they go on to the next round mope about it a little bit get discouraged leave quit and not once ask hey what did I do wrong they're starting to do that now and I think that's why we're going to see more improvement with them the more they do this and the more they they stay committed because that that's we all know that's that's the number one thing we've all taken some time off and when you come back you just feel like wow and it could just be a week you know after a week off you feel like your timing's off your cardio's down you know but I in my opinion that's just your head I don't think you lose that much especially if you were consistent for years taking a week off isn't going to put you back to square one so what about the fighters mindset that you you feel like it needs to be because that, that's all the physical part you know the yeah physical part you know he asked you like aggressive or non-aggressive how about like what about their mindset the mindset's got to be the same thing the mindset has you have to know when to be stubborn we all have a, a sense of stubbornness to us you know and your greatest weakness is also going to be your greatest strength i was stubborn when it came to mma my dad told me don't do it get a job where you use your brain not your body it's going to last longer i was stubborn with it and i stuck to it you know i wasn't necessarily good at wrestling i wasn't necessarily good at at mma at the beginning but i stuck with it and you know the longest time i've taken off was a week i do this i've been doing this every week for 11 years you know and the things that I sucked at, I knew I had to work more at, so I worked that more. And then when I, when I decided that I need to get my striking better, and that was after my first fight, I knew I had to improve my striking so it's balanced with my wrestling. So I started working my striking more without my wrestling, and then I started getting rusty on the wrestling. You know, so it's, it's all about balance. You got to have balance when you're striking, you have to have balance when you're grappling, and you have to have a balanced mindset to understand what you need when you need it and when to kind of pull back a little bit i've been i've had my back issues and my hip issues because i don't know when to pull back this week was supposed to be my deload week lifting you know but then i was like ah i'm gonna do one more week of heavy lifting by the time i got to my lift on thursday for legs my body was my body didn't want to do it you know so it's that stubbornness failed me on that one but my stubbornness and in lifting in MMA has gotten me the results that I wanted, you know, but I had to know when to pull back and when to kind of push forward a little bit. Because there was days where we just, 
you know, our body's fine, but our mind's being lazy or we're like, you know what, I don't really feel like doing anything because I've had that training, I've had that teaching. And in my experience, on those days were the best days of training that I had and the best classes that I gave are on the days that I didn't feel like being there to begin with. And that's why I always encourage people when we're like, when you're not feeling it, that's where discipline has to kick in. Motivation's gonna run out. Inspiration and discipline is what's gonna keep you going. Days that you don't feel like doing it, basically days that you feel like putting in the growth days. Mm -hmm. Yes. We grow on the days that we don't necessarily want to be there. And that's the other part when it comes to mindset that I see a lot of the students struggling with now yeah. is that they stop when they're tired. We do five rounds and then everyone's running for their drinks, for running up to the bathrooms and stuff, knowing that we have another five rounds to go. You know, and then they start wanting to sit out and stuff. And Ralph can tell you too, when, back then when it was like, all right, someone's got to sit out, we kind of look around a little bit like, who's going to sit out? And they're like, all right, fine, I'll sit out. And now was, we, I've seen classes where two or three people are fighting to sit out, you know, but you got to push yourself through that. Well, yes, you're tired and yes, you're about to get hit, but nothing motivates you more to keep your hands up or move when you're tired than a punch in the face. You know, when you're going with the right training partners that understand that and they're just letting you know that you're getting hit and not trying to hurt you. It's a lot better. Controlled. Yeah. So whenever you've had your bad days, what helps you get back to them? Complaining. <laughs> but complaining to, yeah. I, and the days that I didn't feel like coming in, it was just... Shit. <laughs> saying, <laughs> just you know kind of talking about it and just saying yeah you know what being honest with it being real I'm not gonna pretend that I don't want to come in that day I'm just I don't want to come in you know so once I admit that then it's that's the first step is acknowledging I don't feel like coming in and then it's being real with it it's like I can decide to just cancel class but the idea of canceling a class just because I don't feel like being there is a worse feeling than sucking it up and going in there. You know, and then once I'm actually here at the gym and once I, you know, I'm on the mats and stuff and I start moving and I start seeing the class. And I don't know if it's like, if you guys can tell when I'm in, I'm having one of those days. But it's like you guys asking questions or you guys working a little bit harder. And sometimes even you guys being a little bit lazy because you guys are feeling my lazy energy too gives me a, an idea like, all right, something's not, up, not right. I got to step it up, you know? And I've done it so many times at this point that it just kind of becomes second nature. But acknowledging the realism of it, you know? It's, I'm not going to hide the fact that there are days I don't want to be here. There's some days that I don't feel like teaching. There's some days that I don't feel like lifting. There's some days I don't feel like training, especially now that I've put on the weight, like doing the footwork stuff that I did with Nene, I don't want to, my motivation is not to do that because right now I know it's hard and I'm going to get tired. Yeah. If I don't do it, I'm going to stay like that. But if I go through that tiredness, I'm going to come off a little bit better at the end. You know, and at the end of the day, I'm not doing what I do teaching all these classes because I want to make a million dollars. It'd be nice. You know, but I know what the sport did for me mentally and emotionally and physically. And my whole purpose was to provide that for other people. I, 
the, the way that I teach, there's a little bit of the coaches that I've had, and then there's a lot of what I wanted my coaches to do. I train you guys the way that I would want to be trained. The, some drills, I did them with my coaches. There's other drills where I was like, you know what, I think this would have really helped me. And that's why sometimes when you ask me questions, how do I get out of this position? I ask you to put me in it because I need to feel it. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't necessarily ask to be a coach. It kind of just fell on me. I still wanted to fight, you know, and then coaching kind of just fell on my lap because of, you know, the circumstances that I was in. Yeah. You know, so it was like, okay. And at the beginning, I was a lot more comfortable jumping in with my classes. Like I would teach them, but I would jump in with everybody. But then there kind of came a certain point where I kind of felt bad not watching because there's certain things that I can feel when I'm working with someone and there's other things that I can see, you know? So I th that's how it kind of started. Like, what do I want to work on today? Well, I want to work on explosiveness. So we're going to do these drills in class because I want to work my explosiveness. You know, so there's a little bit still of that, that selfishness that I had, but that helped me come up with the drills that I put you guys through. You know, so it's, I do it for everybody else and it's, a, it's not fair for you guys to come in, you know, take the time out of your day. You guys are, are paying your tuition money and you're gonna come in for a half-assed class. That's not right, you know, so I put my big boy pants on and I suck it up sometimes and I let the discipline kick in. Like I said, every week for 11 years, my autopilot kind of does well. And so you guys kind of ask the questions to kind of start jump-starting my brain again to get back in there. You know, and the pandemic was a big thing for that. Yeah. You know, when we had to shut down and stuff and you tried doing the virtual classes and they, they sucked for you and they sucked for us just as much, you know, but I didn't want to do a group class because it's hard enough to kind of see what you're doing when it's just you. And now if we have 20 people on one screen and I'm trying to watch everybody in those rounds, it's not gonna happen, you know? So I, I don't like the virtual stuff. I still don't like the virtual stuff, you know? But during the times that we had to shut down, it was, we were here all day trying to get as many of you as possible, you know? And on the days where I was like, you know what? This is stupid, I'm done, let's just, Let's just close down and wait this thing out. I would get a text message from someone that says, thank you for doing this. It's, you know, at the time, because the Zoom was just 40 minute call, or yeah, it was Zoom. It was just 40 minutes that we had. It was a 40 minute session, and I would get thank you text messages. Like, I look forward to those 40 minutes. You know, because it's kind of, during the pandemic, your house became your gym, your, your work, your home, your playground, everything. You know, so you kind of get sick and tired of being within the same four walls, you know. So we started doing the virtual classes here to kind of at least let people kind of see the in environment again and hopefully try to mentally get here again. You know, but I didn't want to do them, but it's you guys that inspire me to, no matter when I'm hurt or tired or don't feel like it, to come in and, and give you guys everything that I have. You know, and sometimes it sucks after it's all over, but <laughs> I go to sleep, I wake up, I do my little stretches to get out of bed in the morning and do it again the next day. And I wouldn't change it.
it's paying off right Hopefully. <laughs> well, as in for me, I mean, it's helping me become more self-aware. It's making me grow as a person who's in the gym and outside mm-hmm. For me, it's, it's helping yeah, and and that so that sometimes that's all I need is is to reassure that at least one person out of everybody is getting something, and what you're getting is going to be different than somebody else. I, I you were working with Brian this week, right? When I gave him a hug, was it you? He, I forget. Brian was working with somebody, and then we were working the body locks, and he corrected his cousin on how to put the grip. You were there, right? And he's like, well, because I remember Sean said, if the grip's like this, it's easier to pull it down as opposed to here, then you got a little bit more of a base, you know? And I was like, I remember when Sean said that last year, I was like, thank you, <laughs> thank you. You know, and, and Lily too, we had that when she was holding pads for me one time and she's like kind of, she hit me in one part of the body with the pads and then she knew where to hold the pads for the, the counter drill that we did from from last year as well you know and she was able to remember that and like little shit like that does so much for me and the coach in me is so proud to see that things are just starting to become automatic that you don't necessarily have to think about it it's just it's there and then you can recall it but it's it's there bef- instantly Sometimes the scary part when we have like 20 some people in the class is like, how am I going to get? And, and that's the number one thing is like, where are we going to put these people? And how am I going to get to everybody? Is everyone going to have a good class? There was one class, you, I think it was for John and Chris's belt test, where we had like 28 people in, in here. And I had to break up the class in half. That killed me to do that. It absolutely killed me to have, to see half the group not working out. And it, it drove me crazy, you know, and, and, and that happens. And, and that's why, you know, getting ready for my black belt test and the training camp right after the black belt test was hard because I had to be selfish for those, for that six months and that I felt like I was neglecting everybody, you know, because I understood what it meant, like with, uh, before the pandemic and I was, I was training again with Coach Crest, like I was just doing one-on-ones with him uh, coach Crest is my high school wrestling coach. The the feeling I got to just he was watching me and, and working with just me. It felt good. And if I didn't have Coach Crest as my first coach for for wrestling, I probably wouldn't have stuck it out so much because I remember it was him and Coach Favaro coaching the freshmen. It'd be a, a a room full of people, but then. I would be working with the smallest guy there and Coach Ferraro would come in, hey, this is gonna help your, your half Nelson, it's called a power half. You know, do this, grab it, lift it, and you know, because you guys are smaller, so if you guys need extra leverage, just do that. I use that to this day. 
you know, but we have a whole group of people. Coach Ferraro saw the two small guys working together and he came over to give us specific advice for what we needed at that time. You know, and that was 15 years ago and I remember that. You know, so to do that now with you guys and like, all right, this is what we're doing, but then this is what I'm noticing specifically in your footwork. It has nothing to do with the curriculum, but this is how you can make the curriculum better for you because of your body type, because of your strengths or because of your weaknesses. And we work around that, you know, because that's what I got and it felt good. So now I'm trying to pass that on. I don't put you guys through anything that I haven't gone through. That's why we kept the belt system exactly the same. That belt system is what I went through. And I wasn't gonna make it harder and I wasn't gonna make it easier because that's what I went through. Thank you, I think it's helping us grow a lot. Showing the ones that go through the belt test, it shows us that we have, we have that perseverance and we don't give up. And I don't so, think you've had anybody that quit, have you? Uh, not during a test. We've had some people that we've had to pull off because of injuries and stuff, but even that we had to fight them to stop through that injury because it wasn't worth it, you know, but it's always fun with the belt test to see people, they look at it on a piece of paper and like, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> and then you actually go through it and totally different. What about you, Lily? You're sitting in a room full of black belts here. You are? <laughs> Dang! Dang. We're just missing one of the black belts with us. Zach. You <laughs> 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 talking shit now that you remember it? You gotta get that. I do that. She did that. Yeah, for sure. Thank you though for sharing that. I think it helped. It's gonna help a lot of people. As long as you continue to be real with yourself and real with us, I think it'll help us. Thank you. That's the goal. Any final questions? <laughs> I got a question for Lily. Where are my scissors? Cut it off so I can really start sucking. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, she said she wasn't for... <laughs> yeah? For 46 minutes. You said it, you were recording. Ah, ah gotcha guys. Ah.